Hi, you're listening to the All Youth Podcast, the show where I have the pleasure of talking to up-and-coming creatives, from musicians to journalists and everything in between. I'm your host, Luther, a cinematographer and film student from Derbyshire, currently studying in Norwich. You can find me on Instagram at LutherMEB. You can also follow along at All Youth Podcast. We're going to be showing sneak peeks of the show as well as upcoming guests. My guest today is the 19-year-old musician Michael Aldag, though you probably know him from his TikToks and comedy videos which have racked up tens of millions of views online. He currently has over 150,000 followers on TikTok. We talk going viral on TikTok, working with Levi's and DIYing music videos. There's a little bit of background noise in the first couple of minutes of the show. It's a car siren, horrible, I know, and it's in the background of Michael's audio, but don't worry, it goes away a couple of minutes in. I had a really, really great time interviewing Michael. He's a lovely chap. Enough said. Enjoy the episode. I like the concept. That's all it was here. Music that you like. Especially Michael, it is so good to hear Hello. from you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. We were just talking about this over, these overcast days we've been getting. We are recording. Mm. It's second now, isn't it? Second of Feb. Um, so we've been yes. getting these overcast days. Did you have that snow that came recently? Um, this is a thing up where I live. We kind of get like up to the point of snow. So it's freezing cold. It's grey yeah. and it's wet. And then we'll get like a tiny bit of snow, but it's kind of, we never really get enough. You know what oh, I mean? You get all the bad things about snow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you get the inconveniences of snow. Yes. Yes. Where, it's, where is it that you're from? So I'm from a place called the Wirral, which is just across the river Mersey from Liverpool. Oh, right. Um, and it's just, yeah, the other side. Did you grow up there? 30 minutes out. Yes, I did. I grew, I've lived here all my life. My grandparents and parents are from Liverpool. So we. I know Liverpool very well and I go to university there. Um, but yeah, I grew up um, over the other side. Wow. Yeah. Do you reckon you're going to stay in Liverpool? Yeah. Uh, I'd like, for the rest of my life, um, yeah. I'd probably like to... I, I do want to move. I do want to like... I don't know. I don't know where I want to go, but definitely go somewhere exciting. Um, I love London, but the prices to live is insane. Prices to eat or anything are mental. But um, yeah, definitely want to move at some point. But I, I do love it. I do love it here. Yeah. I mean, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Um, I'd say I'm a 19 year old musician who makes electro pop music um yeah i think that's it's kind of like alt alt pop verging on indie but i'd call it like electro pop yeah wow very synthy stuff synthy big sound um yeah i'd say like you got harmonies going with your own voice just like crazy crazy sound and also quite unique um i've been enjoying listening Thank to you. i got a sneak peek baby to the <laughs> to the album that's going to be coming out later this year um mm-hmm. did you say possibly spring yeah around that time definitely nice. so that, that'll be really yeah. awesome so keep your eyes peeled to that and then more recently coming out very very soon 12th of feb 
is a single. The single is called Divorce. I've had a listen to it. It's fantastic. And Thank you very much. also really fucking personal, man. Like I was listening to it, I was like, damn, yeah. this is like some deep shit. What was, if you don't mind, what was like your writing process for that? Um, so, well, after, so I went, I went through a breakup and then basically I was in just a very, a very dark place because my granddad had also died from COVID um, just mm. before. So I think I was in like one of the worst um, mental spaces of my whole life and like I have done throughout a lot of my life the kind of one consistent and the one um, thing I can always kind of rely upon has been music and writing songs so I just like I felt like everything was kind of crashing down around me so I turned to music and basically put all my feelings at the time into that song um so yeah it, i think it i think it shows yeah 100 percent. it's really clear like the first time i listened to it i was like yeah that's such like a personal deep song i love it and then also yeah. i think a lot of people would know you perhaps even primarily through your tiktok right you're a yes tiktok creator the promotion for the music you have gone too far you have gone <laughs> far too far because now so many people that I speak to. So I, I told my mate that I was I was going to be chatting with you for the podcast. And she was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I love that guy. Um, and then like proceeded to be like, let's walk, put your jaw from off the floor, um, <laughs> which cool. is conversations, isn't it? That's arrogance, that one. Oh, yeah. arrogance. Yeah, banger, banger. Yes, yes, Such yeah, a good yeah. one. But, Thank um, you very much. So yeah, I think, I think so many people know you from as like, the quarter of the face, half smile, like witty joke thing on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And if you're listening and like, you can't like picture him, you don't know who we're talking about, search Michael Aldag on TikTok. And I guarantee <laughs> this man has been on your For You page. That's, that's pretty insane, isn't it? They're like, so many people have seen you just like on their For You. It is, it is mental. It is crazy. Like for me, like, because people, I don't know, people kind of assume, like, when you see, and I do it to other, like, people on TikTok, mm -hmm. you kind of assume that they're, like, that's normal for them. But they could have just gained that following and, like, it's just all new. So all of this stuff, like, I sometimes, not often, but, like, um, sporadically get recognised, mm -hmm. especially when I'm in, like, uni halls. Um, and I'm just, like, what is going on? But it's got such, it's it's the platform, it's got such a huge user base, so it's got such a huge reach. And to think that, like, so many people might have seen me, it's it's my it's mind-blowing, really. And I'm very grateful for, for it. It's so crazy. And you mentioned, like, out-of-nowhere reach and out-of-nowhere audience. Did you find that you had mm. one big video, or was it sort of a gradual thing? Um... There were a couple, like, I can remember my first video that did, I think it did about 400,000 views. Whoa. And I was, like, going nuts. Yeah. Um, it was a video of me, like, doing an impression of the 1975. And at that, to that point, like, I'd just been making TikToks, trying to promote my music. And then I just, I don't know why, I, I was sat on the couch in my back room and was just like, I'll do this, filmed it. And then I checked on it, like, a day later, and mm. it, like, gone crazy and I was just like what um so that was the first that was the first video and then from then I started making like I started doing the ones with 
my face on either side so that's where the kind of angle came from and then I just progressed from there but I do remember that first video um I just had no I, I you don't you still don't really know what's gonna um like people like go like oh I'm trying to, they, I don't know, people think there's some sort of math to it when there really isn't. You just, you have to like make content that you find funny yeah. and just hope that it resonates. Because if you start chasing algorithms, it, it's it's a slippery slope, I feel. Yeah, like you get too invested in what it is. And also, I think these algorithms are like changing all the time. TikTok is an entire different beast. Like you touched on it earlier, like... Mm it's such a ridiculous, absurd platform because one video of a girl find a girl eating chicken and chips and thinking that yes. it's a bargain, it goes viral. Now yes. everyone our age like yeah. knows that. And if you walk up to anyone on the street and goes, chicken and chips, they'll just go absolute bargain. Yeah. If you have no idea what we're talking about, I'm not going to tell you. You just work it out. <laughs> yeah, you should know. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. don't know, you really should know. Download TikTok. I mean, you'll, we'll we'll probably never see that video again, though. That's the weird thing. Like, it circulates on for you. Everyone knows it, what what the video mm. is, and then it disappears cont- yeah. entirely. That's what it is. It's just content just gets uploaded and just consumed at a mad rate, um, mm. which means you just have to keep like I don't know, just keep keep fresh. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, 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 I think it's such a refreshing platform because you see like people now who've got a, f- a following who maybe wouldn't have had it say if they were just doing it on Instagram, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's given a voice to lots of younger people, which I think is really good. But then also sometimes, I don't know, sometimes it can be too much for some people. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm talking about to be fair. <laughs> I mean, you you do though. Like your your audience is big. Like you've had this quite a consistent. I think your account is actually pretty rare because you've been quite consistent in your views. Like I'm looking at your TikTok now. One's a, a recent one, so if you dis- disregard that, like sixty mm-hmm. k views, twenty k views, eighty k views. Oh shit, one hundred fifty k views, sixty k views, eighty <laughs> k views. Like it's pretty consistent that you have like an audience. Do you think that comes from? your style of how you do it. Cause I think that's also a consistent thing. Like you look at your thumbnails and it's all just like, yeah. well, it's close-ups of your face for starters, yeah. which <laughs> yeah. is just like dramatic. Um, do you yeah, reckon I, that that's where it's come from? The style's consistent. I think so. I, I think, cause I've kind of just, I started off by doing what I found funny. Yeah. So it was, I, I'd never started chasing a trend. You know what I mean? So I'm, it's not, like I exactly have to kind of be like on the ball with like the the current trends. Um, I just have to be consistent in making like good uh, content. So it's it's. I think that helps definitely. I feel like I couldn't really. I don't think I could be a a trend a a person who like I have a lot of respect for them because it's so much. It's so much energy. Um, I feel like I mine isn't really based off that, and yeah, because and especially with the way that I film them, they're very like low, low budget, um, kind of, kind of. It's a low budget style because I'm literally just filming myself from two different angles and mm. just talking. Um, so it's not like I don't know. Maybe one day I'll run out, but feel like I could keep like as long as 
Um, I don't know. I don't know really. As long as I keep kind of keep tapped into human hu- the human condition and like just funny things that happen to me, then I think that I can keep making good content. Hopefully, as long as you're a human. As long as you're, if you take the vaccine and grow a third eye. <laughs> yeah I'm, only I'm, joking take the vaccine it's not the... gonna give you a third eye but yeah sure <laughs> yeah for sure it's it's funny i so when i came across you i instantly like i thought this is quite good because it's it's consistent it's something like and also you're tapping into the good thing about tiktok is that there's immediate trends right so you use sounds you use mm-hmm. dancers whatever those trends yeah. are over in like max two months but for you you're yeah. tapping into things that just like young people can relate to and like pretty much yeah. everyone can relate to you. Like the one about like, I don't want to absolutely butcher the joke, but like, it's just the idea of you're in a car and you see a cyclist and you're just like, what if I, what if I yeah. fucking, <laughs> what if I just like run this guy over? You know what I mean? And it's just like the voice yeah. that you have yeah, yeah, in yeah. your head when like, like an yeah. intrusive thought type thing. That is just so universal that I think it can't not yes. get used. Like if you do that joke well, which I didn't, but if you do that joke well, then no, like, I think you did. I think you might have succeed. Done it me. No, <laughs> I mean, if I did, let's let's hop on TikTok and I'll uh, <laughs> yeah. start getting some views. You, can have, you can have the login details to my account. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. like, have you done any collaborations with people on TikTok? Um, so I've done I've done a collaboration with a photographer called Kim Imagination. And he was, so he took some photos of me and filmed a TikTok of it happening. And that was really, really cool. I've posted the photos on my Instagram. He's super talented. If you're into photography, I definitely recommend checking him out because he does like how to do shots. So it's not just him like parading his work. It's him showing you how to get specific like shots, which is really helpful. Um, But apart from that, not really. I mean, I've, I'm like I've spoken to message to message um like a couple of TikTokers um via TikTok and just like spoken with them yeah. but not collaborated really. What's the community like for like quite large TikTokers in the UK? Is there an actual thing? Because I guess there's there's the the Wave House or there was I don't know if it's still <laughs> yeah. a thing or not, but that semi cringe but also yeah, it's, it's, it was yeah. kind of cool i think they just like had too high of a budget and then you know people were like why were these people trying so hard is there like yeah. a community with tiktok or is it quite isolatory um i mean if there is maybe i don't know about <laughs> it maybe i've yeah, not yeah. been invited um for me it's fairly solitary like i definitely like i said i've definitely spoken to um like of the like a fair few TikTokers, mm. um, but in terms of like when there's all like the sorts of beefs and he said that to him, and then the different houses, that's something that I don't want to get involved with because primarily, like my primary focus is music. So if I get like seen, you know, like caught up in like beef like that, or kind of like, I just feel like oh, beef it's and not, music go hand in hand, it's, man. It's, just ask Millie T. Maybe. Yes, maybe I'll start having to uh, do a couple of diss tracks. Diss tracks, yeah, yeah. If Same I can point. help it, I want to. I want to stay away from that sort of thing. Yeah, no, um, that makes sense. The beef. I'm, I'm sure the people in the houses are, and you know, lovely people, but um, <laughs> the TikTok beef isn't for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, but you don't want to start anything. And also, you, you mentioned yeah, something interesting there. Like, obviously, people 
I think so literally so many people like every friend that I spoke to is like been like oh yeah I know that guy I've seen that guy on my for you page like do you find <laughs> that because you've and also it's the hair like if this is a podcast so like you're not gonna know yeah. but yeah. Michael has like this amazing long ginger hair like thank you very much no worries do you find that like because you've had success with tiktok are like now a content creator on tiktok and it was it started as something to promote your music you're kind of becoming the tiktok guy rather than the musician um well i think i think at one point it was that but i think now it's more it's going the other way and i've been working hard to make sure that yeah I don't become like primarily the TikToker as opposed to the musician because I've been doing music like for as long as I can remember and then TikTok's come along in the last like year or so so it's I don't want people to like kind of get it twisted you know do you know what I mean don't um, get it twisted I'm a musician yeah <laughs> yeah like ba- yeah basically <laughs> basically yeah i sounded very aggressive but uh, just like kindly kindly go and listen to my music if yeah. you watch my tiktoks kindly give you know me I mean? music a go and also yeah i want to speak more about the music just because like it's, it's something that you want to pursue more in the future and that sort of thing have you mm-hmm. found that it's a hard sell converting your audience that knows you for comedy and just like relatable funny dialogue on tiktok to listening to your music um it's, I wouldn't say it's hard. It's definitely like, it's like converting an audience from any platform to another platform. Mm. So if you usually look at TikTokers, their TikTok following will be larger than their Instagram following. And so I think, I feel like I'm trying to get people across to my music or across to my Instagram and then across to my music. So um, it's not, I mean, it is, it, it is and it isn't hard. I don't want to say it's hard because that seems like I'm like, I'm not enjoying it, but I feel like that's, that's basically, that's what I spend a lot of my time doing, like gently, gently saying like, Hey, I do music as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Um, like, I, so it, I wonder if it yeah. might be good to make a content crossover. I don't know how you do it and make mm. it actually good but like do a bit of music on tiktok that yeah. is funny yeah, well, or I, something like that yeah 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 i get what you mean um and i've got some songs that on like on produced like to to release level so they won't be on this ep mm. but um that they could maybe serve as that purpose but i feel like um I do I do um, TikTok lives like maybe twice a week and I play my music and answer questions and like see if people like the music and kind mm. of um, that's basically one way of doing it. And then I do like I do I do TikToks with my music in the back, um, but they're obviously less frequent than my comedy videos because i don't want to kind of like switch up completely because people will be like hold on i only liked you because your face was close to the camera and <laughs> you made me laugh and now you're trying to sell me a song you know what i mean yeah so i i don't feel i feel like i owe it to people to continue with the comedy but at the same time i want to make it more and more music based yeah i i think tiktok i guess is quite a musical platform as well like you could do 
you could do it where the the song you put the level behind your song so low that it's barely like noticeable. Yeah. You do the yeah, normal yeah. comedy thing, and then like the song that's affiliated with the sound with the with the TikTok that you can click on is your music. Yeah. Um, yes, that's smart. Maybe have you found like it's quite hard to and and are you monetizing on TikTok? Oh, monetizing on TikTok is not something that's happening for me. It's a shambles, isn't it? Um, I think I checked my balance the other day and it was like five dollars. Um, and I think that's I think that's just through people like giving the little gifts on the TikTok lives, um, which I really appreciate. But like, there's the creator fund, but then there's all that stuff about the creator fund like it kills your views and stuff like that so i didn't go for that but to be honest i'm not massively concerned about monetizing my tiktok um or monetizing anything you know what i mean i'd rather just people listen to my music and enjoy that as opposed to like doing a brand deal where i'm like promoting um uh, you know, I don't know, a water bottle or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just something irrelevant. I feel like I've got something more meaningful to to show people and give to people than than that, which is my music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you don't want to shill fit to you as, as a comedian. I think for people who do comedy, it's a lot harder to do brand deals because they're known to be yeah. like this honest person that can take the piss out of anything. Like, I'm sure you've had bits about podcasts like where it's like, oh, a podcast this yeah. or a podcast that, and like n- now you're on a podcast. Like it's it's hard to do anything when you're a comedian because your job is to take shots at things. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I I feel that it's like yeah, because it, it's it's a risky one. Like if you were a brand, would you rather give a brand deal to somebody who does dances and offends nobody and has like a million followers or a comedian who has a million followers but like mm. regularly gets like half cancelled it's a no-brainer isn't it do you know what i mean oh mate are you worried about getting cancelled ever um i mean all right, <laughs> let, me, let me say you have to do bad shit to get cancelled but also people have been cancelled for doing practically nothing like i feel like comedians especially yeah but this is the thing i don't see myself as a comedian i see myself as a musician so i feel like i don't know i don't know like obviously it's in it's in the back of your mind but i don't think my my uh content is that controversial that somebody you know what i mean maybe 1975 Uh, stands well yeah it gets it does get heated then it gets very heated then when you like go go on bands people in the comments um yeah possibly I think but there's always going to be people who oh, don't sorry. get the joke. Go on. No, sorry, go on. I, I was I was just about to say like I think for a lot of stuff it's like like you probably like the 1975, which is why you know oh, what's yeah. funny about the 1975. Like yeah, people don't yeah, realize definitely. that in order to take the piss out of something and it to be funny, you have to. You've got to be an yeah. actual fan of the thing itself. Yes, exactly. That's the exact point that I try to get across to a lot of people. <laughs> um, yeah, like for the 1975 thing, they're one of my biggest influences, like top three artists. So me like doing an impression of them where I'm like taking the piss, uh, it's not me like shitting on them. I actually like them. Do you know what I mean? But I can yeah. see like the, the like you said, you have to know them to do that. And I think that like a lot of my, like a lot of the, I do the uni content I do um, is me taking the, 
piss out of myself and like where I take the piss out of like different students who do different degrees it's kind of like I don't know I can see bits of myself in each of the characters so it's yeah. not like I'm just like pointing at someone and going ha 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 I, I don't really want to do that you know what I mean I'd, I'd, there's enough material within myself like I'm an, I'm enough of a dickhead on my own so I can just <laughs> keep taking, yeah. taking shots at myself do you know what I mean and also like even for subjects you don't do like if you didn't do geography but my, your mate does geography and he also yeah. wears a waterproof coat that's funny yes like that's yes, con- exactly. that's content right there yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and then exactly. you'll make a joke about that, and people who do geography, who wear waterproof coats, will all come together, yeah. and make a group chat, and cancel Michael. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, like I, uh, it, the comments that I see, a lot of people are like, "Ah ha ha, this is me," or you know what uh, I mean. Yeah. They're kind of like they're not like coming after me. Um, so uh, you know, I can't complain too much. But there's always, like I was gonna say, there's always people who don't get the joke and and we'll get annoyed but you're gonna have everyone's gonna have that with everything so you can't yeah. really tiptoe around it it seems mainly like you've had a pretty positive experience in terms of all of a sudden getting an audience how long where, when did you actually start to like pop off on tiktok um it was just before i went to uni so that would be like late august september okay um and yeah i just kind of I, would, I remember like hitting 10k followers and I was like on a walk um, with my family and I got my sister to film a video of me saying thank you um, and I was like wow this is amazing um, so that was that was then and then yeah I just continued from there just keep it consistent do, I, do you find like best, it's hard yeah. to keep consistent um there's definitely days when there's less ideas than others yeah. I just think like when I get like that, when I feel like pressured to to do something, I'm like, just take a break from it. Just turn your phone off. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Go do something else. Because like when you keep trying to force yourself, it it just, pe- I think people can tell. Do you know what I mean? Um, so you're not really helping anyone. But there are definitely days when you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not funny. Nobody's going to like me anymore. <laughs> but you just kind of you just get around it that's the same with like songwriting there are times when yeah. like you're like oh I'm never gonna write a good song again um, like I'm the worst person on, on earth and then and, like it tends to be like when you're not really thinking about it you'll you write another like good song and be like oh, what was I stressing about but then that thing <laughs> doesn't end like I've had that feeling after every time I've written like a song that I'm proud of I'll be like the next time I can't write a song I'll be like it's never gonna happen again you've lost it wow and then it's just perpetual um but I think that's in a way that's healthy because like if I started going like yeah every everything I write yeah yeah it's better than going the other way and writing you know like yeah yeah yeah. skies are blue I am blue this bus is blue I've made an amazing song I'm the I'm literally the Beatles Yes, exactly, exactly. You've got, I think like you've got to be like your own biggest critic in some regards. Yeah, but also like soldier on. Be like, well, it's probably going to be shit, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll write this. Oh, and it turns yeah, out definitely, good. definitely. I mean, there are times when you know, like, there was a, like those are the most painful times when you're kind of working on something that you half know is shit, but also know that you have to kind of finish in, in order to get to like a better song. Yeah, they're like 
the most kind of frustrating. Like the, the, the one of the most frustrating feelings is sitting down to kind of produce something or write something and it's just not happening. I literally like the worst feeling, but then when you've written something that you do really like, I like tend to go out on run or something and be listening to it or just singing it in my head and I feel like on top of the world. <laughs> nice. I bet that's a good feeling. Yeah. Like I guess music is one of those things where you can literally take it anywhere. Like if you're listening to something you're producing and you've got like a four by four loop on and then all you can hear mm. for the rest of the day, even though it's not playing, is that loop, you know, mm. and you're kind of riffing over it and you're coming up with different things. Like that's gotta yes. be a nice thing to be able to take it. Like paintings you can't really like you can take the ideas of other art around with <laughs> yeah. you but the actual specific rhythm and why it's good music you can just take yeah. around with you yes that is a really good point actually because all i do like if i'm walking somewhere or on the train or mm. you know doing anything like that i'll just be i'll either be listening to something that i've trying to something that I'm trying to write or just singing it like a lot of my ideas come when I'm like on a run or walking or you know what I mean stuff like that so it is really useful I guess it gets leaner then as well like it's very easy to strip down fat like if you if you ever hum a song or do lyrics and you do them wrong but they end up like yeah. shortening it and becoming even more catchy like you that's just a, yeah. a really good process for making lyrics a lot leaner it's just repeating yeah, them over and over again definitely. until you fuck them up. And then it's like, hmm, hang oh, on. yeah. I fucked them up. So it's probably easier to sing it that way. Yes, 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 yes. That's like, that's a really good point, actually. When I, because I, so I'll be sitting like at my desk, like I'm doing now with the loop on, like you say. And then I'll just be like singing some stuff. I think, oh, that's good. Then record like a Snapchat video of it and then save it and then like move on. And then like, I'll go back to the initial video after I've recorded it into Logic mm. and it'll it'll be different and it'll be more clunky, like you say, like yeah. the words won't fit as well. But it's just kind of like you get the idea and then, like you say, you just strip it down without even thinking about it. It's just like it happens because you you have to like, maybe it's just like laziness. You find the easiest way to get around it, but like it also sounds better, so it's yeah it's that's really good. that's a really good it? point like I, it reminds me as well it's, it's similar with like beat making if you make a beat or you make whatever you walk away mm. from it let's say you don't even hum it like it's not even in your head you've completely yeah. forgotten about it and you come back to it that same beat can sound worse because you're in a different headspace or like yeah, something an instrument's taking a foreground like instead of being a little bit a little bit yeah. kicked back a little bit undertoned like it's yes. weird how our interaction with music is similar to how light plays on objects. It's less so about the thing and the viewer and more so about the environment around that thing. Definitely. Definitely. That's why like you hear songs once and you hate it. And yes. then like you, you hear it like a couple times more and you're like, this is brilliant. But mm. like, yeah, I think that's definitely right. Um, there's definitely been times where <laughs> the most heartbreaking times where like you you're convinced that you've got something absolutely golden and you listen back to it like the next day. Utter, <laughs> utter shit. Yeah, yeah. Or or you, you you hear someone be like, what's that in the background? And there's like a squeak in something that's yeah. recorded and it's like deeply embedded in. It's like part of the take and yeah. you're like, oh no. 
yeah, Fuck, yeah. I completely yeah, get yeah, it. Definitely. Um, definitely. Production wise, um, where mm. did you start out with production? Where have you gone to up your production and get your sound better? And is there any one or thing that you're working with now to like work on this album? So basically, so I started writing songs when I was 14 and that was just me mm. and um, an acoustic guitar. And then at 16, I got a MacBook and started Flex. producing on, oh yeah, Massive Flex, <laughs> um, shout out Apple. Um, <laughs> For the sponsor. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, sorry, I got, I got sorry to throw you off. Sorry. and started, no, it's all good, um, I started producing on Logic, in fact, I started producing on GarageBand on my phone, I did a cover of Post Malone on GarageBand on my phone, and it got taken down by Facebook, and I was gutted, because it was like some copyright law, and I just remember sitting there, like being 14, thinking... Who is trawling through Facebook, taking down my cover of Post Malone, like that's got like maybe a thousand views and they're all my mum's friends and they're taking that down because it's unfair on Post Malone. Like, give me a break. I mean, um, that means that means that Facebook thought it sounded similar enough to the original. That is in a way, a compliment, <laughs> you know, and I've also never thought quick of it shout like out that. to your mum for having 1000 friends. Like your mum is killing well, it. Well, yeah, no, to be fair, definitely in the early days of like when I was doing stuff like that, my mum's social media was going off more <laughs> than mine was. Like my demographic was like middle aged ladies who'd like love my stuff. And like still is shout Hit out the line. shout out shout out to all of um, all of my mum's <laughs> friends because they still show me loads of support. So That's so uh, yeah. sweet. Number one um, fans. Yeah, definitely. But that's how I started, and then I was on Logic and kind of just started messing about with a keyboard, mm. a MIDI keyboard, and then went from there, really. And I think, like, my sound, it was sort of, like, half a choice and half dictated by the fact that I didn't really want to play guitar anymore, like, that much, Um and I couldn't, I can't play live drums. So a lot of it was just like electronic and that's why it's so synth based because um, from my point of view, it's easier to like play some MIDI into a computer um, and quantize it. So if people don't know what that means, it's like I press some buttons basically and the sound comes out and it's a synth sound and it sounds like better it sounds clean, and then I quantize it, which means it all goes in time just by pressing one button. So it was just like ease, and I was just mm. like, well, I'll start doing that. Then instead of like doing multiple takes of an acoustic guitar to try and get it sound sounding better. So it was basically me being lazy, um, <laughs> and that's how, that's, how, that's how my music's come about, through just my laziness. Uh, yeah, through my laziness. No, um, so it's part laziness, but then... I also like love the Killers and the 1975 and Bastille as well. Um, so a lot of, I think my sonic influences come from them. Um, they're very synth based. Mm. Uh, but now I, I still got guitar in my songs, but it's not like the centerpiece. Wow. I mean, now that you mentioned Bastille, like that's clicked for me. That's like, oh my god, yeah, I see yeah. so much Bastille. I should say here, I hear, I hear so much Bastille yeah. in your music. Like with the yeah. big sounds, crashing drums, synthy vibes, like love it. Mm. You mentioned like playing drums live is different. Do you do you play drums? 
no, I don't. So that was the whole problem. I was like, how am I gonna? You know what I mean? How are you gonna do anything live? That, yeah. Yeah, because if I was to if, if I was to be doing like recording on an acoustic guitar, I'd have to go into a studio and pay like a session drummer to come in and drum. Mm. Um, which when you're like fourteen, fifteen, even now like that, I don't have the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to do that, it'd be like a big. It'd be like a. It doesn't really make as much sense as just getting some good drum sounds and putting them in yourself. That's like what a lot of my music has um, come from. It's like just doing it myself because there isn't like either the alternatives too expensive or there isn't an alternative. That's it though. Like that's where so many good things have come from. That's like that's where great cinemas come mm. from. That's where great music's come from. That's where great drama and theatre and acting has come from is out of necessity yeah. where like you can't do this so you have to do the alternative and the alternative is to sort of yes. makeshift your way around things like it's something there's something yeah. quite beautiful about that you know yeah i definitely agree like it's so yeah i i agree because that's kind of where your personality comes from like yeah. well, i remember when i was like 14 or t- even 12 like going to like music conferences and they were like you just need to find your identity as an artist and I was like a 12 year old going what the, the fuck, fuck is, does that yeah. mean I'm just writing songs just pl- playing them on the radio please um but but you kind of you get there whether you kind of like it or not like a lot of if I had a load of money when I was like 14 to pay like studio drummers or whatever mm. I probably would have done it's not like it's not like I've set out to to do all this I did to, to do it all like DIY but that's the kind of way that it's gone and I'm really really grateful for that because I'm you're in a you're in control of a lot more even down to like all the videos I film myself um and stuff like that and I like I, I'm, pr- I'm proud of it you know what I mean I'm, I'm proud that proud that I, I can do that now um yeah even if they're not like top quality um it just feels it feels better because it's my vision that's being actioned you know what i mean as opposed to compromising it it's like exactly what you wanted it to be you know however you yeah most of the time you, yeah. you're able to do it i love that um guys we're going to take a really short break and we'll be back in just a second with mr michael Eldag. Thank you so much for listening to the All Youth Podcast. If you want to support the show and help other people like yourself find it, then you can give us a rating on iTunes or follow the show on Spotify. Also, we have Instagram. You can find teasers before the show drops over there, as well as announcements of future guests. So make sure you're following us at All Youth Podcast. I like the concept. I thought it was cool. Music that you like. Boom, we're back with Michael. Um, took a very short break, as per. A um, couple of things that I wanted to talk about were your music videos, because you mentioned that like you're pretty heavily involved with the music videos. What's been like, what was the first one you did? Have you got any stories about the first one you did? Have you got any nightmare stories about recording music videos and like generating hype for them? <laughs> How do you go about doing it? Um... So the first one that I, the proper, first proper music video I did was for my song called Vodka, which yeah. I recorded with um, 
my friends last summer. Um, it was when like the restrictions were at their uh, loosest. So we all kind of, if you haven't seen the video, um, go check it out. It's on my YouTube channel. But oh, if yeah. you haven't seen it, um, it's basically me and my friends getting drunk and we just basically documented it because that's what the song's about yeah. it's like the the arc of a of a night out um so we filmed it on the beach which is near where i live and yeah it was it was cool it was um it was strange it was a strange thing because me and my girlfriend at the time had um the idea to do to we had the idea to do it and she was really good she helped me film it and um basically we just took her phone a vcr and that was it and just did it like that we took shots on the phone and shots um on the vcr and basically chopped them all up put them all together and that's what you see and then i sent them off to a really good guy called jamie who works at Concrete Films in Liverpool, and he basically put the titles on and graded it for me. Uh, but the filming and the ed yeah, big shout out to Jamie, he's brilliant. Um, but the filming and the editing is all was all um, done by me, and that was like the first time I'd done something like that. So it took me a fair while to kind of get all the because there was loads of footage as well because we mm. were just like filming the whole. Yeah, the whole night and um, yeah, it, it was it was weird because like I couldn't like massive. It, I wouldn't say it was a massively enjoyable night because I was like very conscious. Like I've arranged this with my friends and they're doing me a favor and yeah. I want to make sure that we get this footage in. You know, get all the footage tonight because like if I get to editing it and then it turns out that. Like the song stop, you know what I mean. We've got two minutes of footage and the usable footage, and the song's like three minutes forty eight or something like that. <laughs> so I was like conscious. I was conscious of that. So I was kind, of, and I I don't know. It was kind of like herding cats a little bit, but that was the kind of vibe that we were going for with the music video because I just wanted to document like what what like a night out for me and my mates was like. So like that was the point of it. Yeah. It was just very grassroots, very honest. It wasn't pretending to be anything else. And I think I'm really proud with the way that it's turned out. Um, so that was the first one. Yeah, I had super long hair and that as well. I look like a King Charles Spaniel. <laughs> just having a good time, man. There's a good music video idea as well. Just like actually, because there's so many, so many like fake parties and stuff in music videos. Yes. Dicey's girl, JLS is fucking yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. All of a sudden, the guy sees yeah. the girl, like she chases him, like, or whatever, or he yeah, chases yeah, her. Yeah. Like, it's the classic music video trays. I think music video, yeah. music videos, car adverts, and like women's like lingerie and things like that are the mm -hmm. only three genres of like moving image that have, they're not self-aware whatsoever. Like yes. they yeah. they are not self aware at all, which is why they're funny to take the piss out of. Like a lot of people say, some songs in AM by Arctic Monkeys sound like things from a car yeah. commercial because they just use these far yeah. too over dramatic, you know, things. Um, yeah, that's true. That's you true tend to, to have like a pretty distinct visual image. Like obviously yourself, like you're a you're a noticeable mm -hmm. dude. Like you got the cool hair. 
you do you, do you think like because of the way that you used text and fonts like in your music videos and like album covers and that sort of thing uh-huh. it's going to make you more recognizable how how do you think think about that and how do you grapple with that that's definitely the aim like i wanted to so with, when it comes to the album art mm. um that i i work with a really 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 talented guy called james gould who um I know from school and we basically we were in contact and I sent he did like an artwork for one of like my songs that I'd done when I was about 14 and it was like a song on an acoustic guitar and he said oh do you want some artwork for this and I was like oh yeah sick so he did like a photoshop for it and I basically went back to him when I had my first proper single that I was going to release on, on Spotify and we kind of worked through a couple different ideas but the credits really all his I think I just told him like I want it to be colorful um bold and a cartoon and so I sent the photo over and he he did the rest so I can't really take any credit for that um so shout out to James Gould he's got a clothing brand called Distant Futures um and he's he's really he's really talented. So I, I do owe most of that to him. And then we carried, if you watch the music videos for Arrogance and um, Vodka, mm-hmm. the font is carried across in the yeah. titles, so it all kind of ties together. Because I want to make sure that like I want to make sure that my music is something that people can buy into, like the whole brand of it. I don't yeah. really like using that word because. I'm I'm a person as opposed to a brand, but you know what I, you know what I'm getting at. It I want it to be a cohesive, cohesive kind of experience for people, um, and I think that's what the cover art really helps it to do because they're all in the same style, um, and linked. So I feel like all the songs are linked, and that's something that I'm really really um, happy with and proud of. So I presume that first one was entitled. Yes. It's got you standing, red background, cool outlet <laughs> yep. as well. I love it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You can find Michael Spotify as well. Like literally everything will be in the description. So your Instagram, TikTok, music videos, um, Spotify, anyway that you want to find him, guys, it's in the show notes. Go and click on that. I'm on your Spotify right now. We're doing <laughs> we're doing good for Spotify listens and stuff. Like, have you found yeah, and yeah. also quite consistent as well? Like for a lot of people they'll have one or two standout songs. Do you reckon yeah. you will be... Because obviously that's that's like the destination for so many pop musicians or people who have yeah. pop sounds that they'll have one big song. Big hit, Would you yeah. prefer that or like have a pretty consistent uh, amount of views per song? I think the consistency, because um, I think like I haven't had any Spotify playlists. So all of the listeners on um, my Spotify or any of the the listening platforms is all driven through like me and tick TikTok or yeah. Instagram. Um, so it's I I feel like I'd rather have people who are invested in the music and and listen to it because they like it as opposed to one song that's popped off and done like a million streams because it's on however many playlists and people have just happened upon it. But that said, I'd still love a load of playlists as well. But I'm very like, I'm very pleased that 
there's a fan base there who of people who are like liking my music. That me that really means the world to me. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 an interesting one because obviously if you have a, a big song, then you get stuck with it. Um, but at the same time, the power of playlists on a platform like Spotify, I don't think Apple Music has a similar power, but Spotify especially, like you can get on a playlist and all of a sudden your views will double or triple. Yeah, That's insane. Definitely. And it's it's almost like it's a new Definitely. currency. I, I know that a while ago, I don't think if it's, if it's still a thing because they had like a load of backlash from it. People were like, um, no, let's not do that. But Spotify um, yeah. was saying that they might do, um, you get a lower percent of the cut from your stream revenue so they they keep that or whatever well they don't keep that because it's yeah. made by them but you they don't yeah. divvy up the as much money to you and then you're more likely to yeah. get in there like you know create a spotify app playlist. playlist what are your thoughts on that that I seems pretty insane that's pretty weird i, I think that stuff is so whack like because I don't know, like, the the thing that I heard, I thought that you had to, like, pay pay for playlists, which just, yeah, to me, can. kills, kills, like, music. Because then it's just people who've got the biggest budget who are getting heard and not necessarily the most talented or the most liked. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, that's just nuts. Because um, then how are artists like myself meant to breakthrough you know what i mean if you don't have a massive budget um but you've got people there who are willing to listen and you just need kind of exposure yeah it's not i don't think that's fair i don't think you should be able to buy playlists and about about um like giving a a percentage split i think they should just do it i don't know how they do it currently really but i don't think that like doing it for money is the the right uh, option. No, well, and also for for artists, like the the amount that you get paid per stream is stupidly low anyway. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's if minimal. you compare, it's and minimal. also, you, mate, you've picked the wrong platforms. <laughs> like yeah, tic, I know. I TikTok know. per view is absolutely awful. Like Spotify per view. Yeah, I guess. Imagine like if you were uh, right. I'm not. I'm not trying to rub the city your face. Imagine if you were a YouTube yeah, creator no, no, and you got a similar amount of views on on youtube as you do tiktok it would be such a completely different story like it's weird that tiktok doesn't pay their creators that much yeah Yeah. uh yeah i i I feel that i feel it more with with spotify maybe but with tiktok i kind of feel like i'm kind of made peace with that because i never came on to tiktok to make money right Um, i came on it to promote my music primarily and then the comedy stuff happened so it's not like I was always out to get the bag on TikTok. Um, <laughs> but I also feel like if I was getting um, the views that I'm getting on TikTok on YouTube, it'd be a different thing because it's harder to get views on YouTube. Do you, mm. do you think? Yeah. And it's, it's well, like, it's longer uh, form as well. Yeah, yeah, As opposed yeah, to TikTok. Like say. for TikTok, it's, it's under a minute and the amount of videos that are a minute yeah. is very small. Like it tails off very quickly after like 30 seconds. Most clips are pretty yeah. pretty short. So if you were to play an advert yeah. in front of every single one of those to get a similar amount of ad revenue than YouTube does, then it'd probably kill the platform to be fair. Um, yeah, yeah. In terms of like promotion with music, obviously you've got the TikTok, like you're killing it mm-hmm. on Instagram and that sort of thing. But something that I Thank found you. in the research, oh yeah. <laughs> research mm-hmm. was um <laughs> your your collaboration with levi's you went on there what is it called it's called tape sessions 
um, yes. and did like a live performance. And it was just so, so sick. And I think it needs more views. So that would also be linked <laughs> in the show you. notes just because it's, it's dope as fuck. But what was Thank your you. experience doing that? Like, talk me through how it happened. Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? So how the whole Levi's thing started was there was a project. So Levi's run um the levi's music project so they're obviously a clothing brand but they do getting to know them they do so so much more like i think they're one of the best companies in the world at like helping like social issues um young creatives everything like that they're just fantastic so they do this um Levi's music project that's they've done them all over the world in New York and they basically have a mentors so in New York it was Alicia Keys and then they've done one in London with Skepta wow. and then in Spain and all these other places and they did one in Liverpool and the mentor was Loyal Connor who is a great guy and um basically I applied for that and just sent this was when I was 16 just turned 16, yeah. I applied for that and sent just sent in some links to my YouTube or whatever and they, I got on basically and that's where things started like to move um, with my music um, a lot because I've been writing but then they, it was like they, they didn't, ma- it was basically you go for six months to master classes every week and then you get to perform and stuff and you basically get to meet loads of industry professionals um and the project was so so helpful to me it helped me meet loads of people that have like helped me to get to this point now um so i'm super grateful and then basically how the tape sessions came about was um i after the project ended levi's um kept in touch and basically i they asked me to come and perform um in london in brussels in barcelona at all these different like events that they were holding for like their company and i was like oh god yeah <laughs> of course i'll come um so i i performed there and then in march or January it was January to March maybe it was March when it came out yeah it was March when it came out but it was January of last year where we filmed it um we did the tape sessions which was basically uh, a live session of me performing my song called Bedbound and they filmed it and it's on their YouTube and it looks it does look really cool um they did an amazing job and that's how that's so that's how it came about that's how the whole relationship with Levi's came about and I always kind of give them so much praise because they deserve it it's not like somebody's telling me to do this I I'm just so grateful to um the people there because they have really helped me progress my career so I owe like a lot of a lot of um it to them really that's amazing I had no idea that they do that sort of uh, an incubator I guess would be would be yeah like the best description for it so you were able yes, to go definitely. to where you were able to go to Barcelona to perform uh, Barcelona was that was mental in Barcelona um with they had like models like because it was a fashion show fashion launch they were launching their new catalogue the, the, there's a link um it's not a link there's a video on my YouTube um of me performing there mm. um 
there were like models walking around it was nuts and then I performed in Brussels as well London and probably some other places but I can't remember at the moment um but yeah so that's they do yeah they do loads of stuff and the project loads of people off the project um are, are doing really well now doing music and stuff so yeah yeah that's they're really they're really good that's fantastic and to to get was it uh Laurel Connor that was your mentor yes oh huge that that, that for me is is incredible because Laurel Connor is is probably my favorite artist of all time um mm-hmm. And in terms of like, in terms of like emotional connection, um, is probably the artist that I'm I'm most like connected with. You know, like he he does yeah. a lot of songs about the relationship with his mother, um, and yes. they're, they're things that have always like hit so deep and resonated so so fully with my mum and and I. So like that must have been fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing! It was so cool um, to hear like to be in such a close proximity with with him because I was like. 16 and this guy was in the middle of releasing his second album which was like a massive success yeah so to see him like come around and be so humble and so kind of um down to earth and like willing to stop and listen to your music and stuff like that and then to hear the stories behind the songs and like stuff about how he grew up and how it influenced him and how he made the the album and stuff like that that was just mind-blowing like I don't think like I was old enough to fully appreciate it but I still like I mean it was just it was just fantastic like such an amazing opportunity so i am really grateful there was loads of stuff on that project that was like you'd have to wait years um to kind of meet the people that we we got to meet on that thing mm. um so yeah i'm i'm forever grateful to that project who were those people so they were i i imagine they were uh, pr people record label people yeah. producers that, that those sorts of types Yes, so produ- like yeah, exactly what you just said. Producers, um, people from record labels, people, PR people, tour like tour managers, um, songwriters, mm. like everyone, like all the other kind of elements of the industry. It, it, I've got such a uh, better understanding of the industry from from uh, the project because it's not like just like singers and producers you know what i mean there's so many more job opportunities and people uh who work to make like successful artists successful yeah so yeah, yeah it was really so. eye-opening god mate jealousy does not even cover it that must have been so so <laughs> so sick like i bet you're glad that you had experience as well like like you said like it would have just taken years to make those connections mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um organically and, and naturally without that kind of incubation aspect to it do you think that's had yeah. a direct like translation to your music like there's songs now that you would have created or things that you would have done within songs that you wouldn't have otherwise um possibly um i feel like i feel like it was more more industry based i feel like i still right. would have written a lot of the songs that i've written yeah. now because like when i'm creating it's just very it's very solitary really and very personal um mm. so i feel like they they would come anyway regardless like regardless of kind of a lot of things the the music is 
is what it is, which is kind of a nice and kind of maybe possibly overly romantic way to look at it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah, I think it was more like um, industry and networking and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, still, still super useful. Like, I understand why you're you've got so much gratitude towards like what Levi's mm-hmm. done. That's that's so sick. And you mentioned as well within the industry professionals, obviously record labels and that sort of thing. Um, forgive mm-hmm. me, I don't know. Are you are you signed or are you independent? I'm independent at the moment. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Is there is there any reason for that, or are you looking to be signed in the future? What do you reckon is going to happen? Um. Well. I have like after after I released Arrogance, I've spoken with um, a couple people from labels and stuff. Um, mm. I don't really know how much like I can say. It's not like confidential, but I don't know really. Like, yeah, I've spoken to people. I'm I'm happy either way. I mean, I'm doing I'm doing my own thing. Um, like I've got the EP planned, and um, I'm trying to build my socials as mm. it is. Um, so it's not like I'm, you know, going with my, you know, cap in hand to labels saying, please, please, please. But again, I'm not saying that I'd turn down a deal. I'm not like independent until I die. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just yeah. whatever is, whatever is going to be best for the, for the music and like getting my music heard by, uh, as, as many people, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like. If, if you're going to be independent until like you stop making music so be it if you're going to get signed tomorrow so be it it's yeah whatever's going to make the most people listen to your music whatever's going to get you heard the most like 100 yeah, percent, i get that definitely, definitely um i mean from a label point of view like i have no experience in it whatsoever i don't claim to yeah but i think like it would be a, a label at the moment like you're you're 100 gonna get like there's literally gonna be a scrum to get you i can i, I can see it because obviously you've got the album coming out you've got the mm-hmm. huge social media presence like killing on instagram and tiktok i think thank you um yeah i i i wouldn't imagine that you'll be independent for very long you know if not in, on your own accord you know what i mean like i'm, yeah. I'm sure you'll get yeah. plenty of offers very very soon and on that note as well you can find michael's music everywhere on every streaming platform if is, is that every right? platform every platform yeah, that's, baby. that's completely correct link in the description <laughs> as well so so yeah catch that um catch the the ep coming much. out in spring which is just going to be uh-huh. huge i will be like the first person all over that reposting that if you're listening <laughs> to this in spring and it's Thank out so much. that will most likely be linked in the in the show notes as well aside from that Sweet. divorce is coming out when 12th of Feb. Uh, 12th of February, right. and then yeah. hopefully a video is dropping on Valentine's Day. So if oh, you're sad shit. and lonely on Valentine's Day, this is the song for you. Sad and lonely, listen up. Uh-huh. <laughs> listen yeah. up, watch the video. <laughs> yeah. Lovely stuff, yeah. man. Well, it's been such a pleasure having Sweet. you on. I think there's been a lot of value delivered to you guys. I think there's been a lot of take-homes. And it was just awesome to get to, get to know the man before behind the half face half smile tiktoks you know like see what <laughs> thank you're about you so much. i love it no, thank you so much no it's been brilliant and i really want to give you a massive shout out um whilst i can because the the uh, podcast is ace and i've listened to a lot of the episodes and it's i just think it's such a cool cool thing that you're doing to give 
a platform and a voice, another voice to uh, people like me who are just like oh, young yeah. creatives. And I think, yeah, props to you, man. You're killing oh, Thank it. you. I really, really appreciate that. That means, that means a lot. That's what it's about, man. We've got to get more voices out. Yeah. All right. Thank you of so, course. so much for listening. You can tune into Michael Aldag's socials in the description. You can also find him on Spotify. You can find him everywhere. You know where to look, my people. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. How am I still like this? No mate, no side chick, still look here if I'm wearing a hibis. That was it. That was the show. Thank you so much for listening. My guest today was Michael Aldag, and you can find his work in the show notes. Like I mentioned before, we are on Apple Podcasts, so you can give us a rating over there. That really, really does help the show. Helps other people like yourself find it. If you'd like to write to the show, then please do. It's allyouthpodcast at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-Y-O-U-T-H-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L.com. Our show music is supplied by both Archie and Mr. Harvey Graham. You can find their links in the show notes. As always, my name is Luther, your host. You can find me on Instagram at LutherMEB, L-U-T-H-E-R-M-E-B. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the All Youth Podcast. Next up, we have Mr. Brad Stank, who's a fantastic musician uh, that I've been listening to for quite a while so it was great to be able to get him on uh, and we had a really great conversation so uh, look forward to that one to be notified when that will come out um, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever and follow us again on Instagram at all youth podcast cheers have a good day and I'll see you next time